I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. The Couch Potato Podcast presents Twister, coming up next. Nothing else in nature it's starting to turn. can match its raw power, its brute force, its howling intensity, its uncontrollable fury. On May 10th, it's coming! the producers of Jurassic Park and the director of Speed bring you face-to-face with... Twister. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, May 10th. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. We're going strong with episode number 13. Lucas, did you think we'd get this far? Uh, yes. But did I think anybody would listen at this point? No. But you know what? People are listening, and we love them for it. That's right. Uh, this particular episode, uh, it's like the all-star game. It's like Kobe Bryant or Magic Johnson coming out of retirement to be on the All-Star team. What do you think? I think so. I, I mean, I like the analogy. I don't know if everybody's going to get it, but, you know, I like the analogy. Well, you know, we're big sports fans. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, them, get them to come around. Um, uh, Tina, uh, I know you're going to listen to this, so those are really good basketball players. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tina's our one uh, loyal listener that listens to every episode. And we, I, I definitely appreciate it. I'm sure Lucas does too. Absolutely, and she gives me notes on it too, which is cool. Oh, very nice. We are, we appreciate notes. Uh, we got our producer Adam to join us this time. Uh, Adam, uh, how many times have we tried to get you on here before tonight? Uh, three or four, I believe. Yeah, and they all so. seem to be like, like I know the the uh, the cursed diehard episode. We tried, we tried to do that, it just didn't turn out. I think yeah, there's a couple others. Uh, Home Alone, I think we were going to do. Yeah, Home um, Alone was going to happen at one point, and then we just decided to scrap it at the last minute. And Yeah. I was going to say, what the hell did we scrap that for? I think we decided to do Christmas Vacation, which also turned out to be uh, a complete fucking dumpster fire, too. Well, fingers <laughs> crossed, this one's coming together pretty well so far. I mean, I haven't, I haven't said anything stupid yet. Give me time. I haven't done any bad impressions. Give me time. Yeah, um, I've uh, got all new wiring. Uh, I tested us before we we came on. We sound good. Uh, I mean, I can't help my voice, but outside of that, we sound good. What, your voice of God? No, I've <laughs> I've said once, and I've said it a thousand times. I sound like a fat kid going through puberty. But <laughs> all right, enough of the enough of the the chit chat here. Uh, we're here today. We're doing Twister. Uh, we've been kind of circling this one for a little while. We thought this would be a great one to have Adam come on. Uh, we kind of throw a couple lines from this movie at each other all the time at work, so thought this would be a cool one to do. Um, so, uh, for those of you that have never seen Twister, first off, uh, I don't know why. It's been out for since 1996, so you've had plenty of time. Yeah, fucking shame on you. Shame, yeah. shame. But for those of you that haven't seen it yet, I will run down the plot briefly. Uh, Bill and Joe Harding, on the brink of divorce, must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of extremely violent tornadoes. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> All in. I mean, it's just, it's just so scientifically bad. 
and just so awesomely good. But yeah, Lucas yeah. Lucas is going to be our weather expert. I mean, he's kind of a, a weather nerd, so he's going to be able to tell us how accurate this movie really is. Uh, almost 0%. Okay, cool. <laughs> and not accurate. Hey, cool. There's tornadoes ripping houses apart, throwing cows in the air. I, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, though, I, I don't know because I've never seen this and people are like animal, animal people are probably going to be like, I can't believe he said that. But I would totally watch a cow get fucking flung by a tornado. I think that'd be absolutely fucking hilarious. Now, now speaking of animals getting thrown by tornadoes, compared to other tornado movies where sharks get thrown by tornadoes, how scientifically accurate is it? Um, I believe the sharks <laughs> getting thrown is probably just as accurate. <laughs> well, so you're telling me that uh, Sharknado cannot happen? Uh, I don't think so, but, you know, I mean, there are water spouts, so I guess it's possible if there's like a, you know, a swarm of sharks going after a school of fish, it could suck them up and fucking fling them, and Tara Reed is going to drink through all of it. I think they call that the suck zone. (laughs) (laughs) Not its real name. And uh, the shark, the shark in the water, the school of fish also is part of the suck zone too. (laughs) Uh, When was the first time you guys seen this movie? Uh, I think I've seen this in theaters when it came out. I think I saw it in theaters. I think I saw it on TV probably about two or three years after it was already out. I know uh, last episode I talked about uh, my buddy Jeff and I, we used to go to the movies every week. And yeah, I was uh, at the theater opening day for this thing. Oh, you know what? Actually, no, I saw it at the drive-in. And the drive-in scene of this movie scared the absolute dog shit out of me. (laughs) Now, this is actually a really good drive-in movie. Like, it's perfect for a drive-in but also yeah. like it's one of those movies yeah. too where like it's probably great to experience it like on with the best sound and picture you possibly can too now did it, i don't do they offer this movie in 4k i'm not real sure no they haven't uh, done it 4k yet well they probably should i i would be surprised if they did do some kind of anniversary edition because uh let's see 96 this will be the 25th anniversary coming up in May, wouldn't it? My math is right. Uh, I don't know. You're asking uh, Adam. You, uh, yeah, Adam, up. you're the smart one of the three of us. Right. I don't want to do math right now, so I'm going to say you're right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm right then. 25th anniversary coming up in May. So I'm sure they'll do something for that. Um, you know, like I was just, uh, when I was doing the research, uh, this actually kicked off like a kind of a disaster movie renaissance in the late 90s. Because I know like in the 70s they had uh, the Poseidon Adventure and Airpl- or Airport, like all these really like good disaster movies. And then this kick started a whole new run of them. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Impact, Eden, uh I guess Speed and Independence Day would count as disaster movies too. Well, I don't know if Speed would be a disaster movie unless like, like you're uh, like, well, fuck, you know, like all I needed to do was get to work. And now there's a bomb on this bus. It's a disaster for the people on board. But uh, especially the uh, especially was the driver that gets shot and have to get him off the bus. Yeah, I think we're going to do speed at some point. We have well, to, right? The, the movie, right? Not the drugs. 
Well, we could do speed on speed. I'm not really down for that, but Lucas, I mean, or Adam, you guys. I'm, you know, I'm going to pass on that one, but I'll do speed sober. Not okay, I'll take one for the team, guys. All right. <laughs> well, uh, if you could slow your listening down, probably be the time to do it for that episode. Lucas is going to be all cranked out. <laughs> Whoa! I'm totally amped. I mean, not not totally, but just a little, little bit amped. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like uh, I was just doing like uh, Daylight, the Stallone movie where he gets trapped inside the uh, the tunnel, the Holland Tunnel that came out in '96. Uh, they had the double feature of the volcano movies in '97. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had the uh, asteroids coming towards Earth movies in '98, and then uh, the Perfect Storm was uh, 2000. That was like the other one I could think of. It was like a natural disaster movie, and then yeah, Independence Day is a really good one too. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was uh, 95, wasn't it? No, Independence Day is 96. Really? It's 96, isn't it? Yeah, I think Independence Day was 96. Yeah, like I had some really cool notes down about uh, Independence Day and Twister, kind of like the legacy, but I kind of deleted them. Um, but, uh, I th- well, yeah, like Twister and Independence Day, they kind of uh, started a trend where you could actually sell like a movie on a premise versus like movie stars. Cause I mean like Will Smith wasn't quite Will Smith yet. Uh, Bill yeah. Paxton's not a, a huge star by any means. He's awesome, but not a big star, but yeah, I think those two kind of kicked off that trend where you could sell like a movie, like, Oh shit, there's a aliens are invading earth. They're going to blow up the white house or Hey, this twister's going to rip through a small town in the Midwest. Like I'm in tell you what, their opening day. If, tell you what, if aliens do come to earth, uh, there's nobody I want to beat the shit out of an alien more than Will Smith. Well, and Jeff Goldblum. Don't forget him. Well, Jeff Goldblum is like Adam, and you're like <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> Who, me? I, yeah, you. Man, I, I don't know why I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Good morning, Dave. That always cracked me up when his laptop said that. I don't know why. I've always wanted my computers to say good morning to me. Well, I'm taking Will Smith as a compliment because uh... – I don't know if you've seen what I look like, but I don't look like Will Smith. <laughs> you always be my Will Smith, Russ. Oh, that save that for Valentine's Day. That's coming up. All right, well, well, uh, enough of the uh, the verbal BJ's for tonight, guys. Uh, we'll get the cracking on the uh, the movie here, uh, the Tale of Tape, released uh, May the tenth, nineteen ninety six, directed by Jan DeBont, who did Speed, which we mentioned earlier. Um, this movie stars Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, Jamie Gertz, and Carrie Elwes. Is it Elwes or Yules? Or I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways. I think it's Elwes. I've always pronounced it Elwes. Yeah, I have too. Somebody write us or let us know if we're pronouncing it wrong. It'd actually be awesome if Carrie Elwes himself sent me a nasty message on uh, Facebook or an email. Like I'd share the shit out of that. Uh, yeah, why I, wouldn't you? I got cussed out by Carrie Elwes by mispronouncing his name. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score, 59%. Uh, Lucas, you've seen uh, that like uh, the audience score was kind of low on this too, didn't you? Yeah, like I, I don't understand. What the fuck is wrong with people? This movie is awesome. I mean, critics I can kind of see, but what was the audience score for this? Uh, I'll have to look it up. Keep going on with Taylor Tate. Um, the uh, movie was budgeted at $70 million and made uh, – $241 million at the domestic box office. That's a pretty good haul. Yeah, that's really good, especially for that time. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I, I got some notes on that. Uh, a little bit of a tidbit on the box office, but I'll save that for the uh, William Somerset Research Corner. Uh, did you find the audience score for Twister yet? Yeah, it was actually lower than the critic score uh, at 58%. What? uh, Yeah, with 250,000-plus ratings. That's fucking bizarre. I don't know anybody that doesn't like this movie. Yeah, I don't either, honestly. I never met these people that uh, clearly have lost their damn minds thinking that this isn't a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I get it. Like, if, you, if you're if you a science nerd, then, you know, you hate this movie for that reason. But it's just, it's completely entertaining. What What is not to like about this movie? Oh, I agree. Adam, you got some thoughts on that? I mean, suspend your disbelief for maybe, like, an hour or two, however long it is, and watch it for what it is. It's an entertaining movie about twisters, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a really fun movie. That's all it is. Popcorn, maybe. I agree. Um, well, uh, speaking of the William Somerset Research Corner, which we've named after the scene in Seven where Morgan Freeman is uh, researching the seven deadly sins. Or, is that what we're Not... sticking with on this? Is the yep. William? Is that what we're going with? Yep. Okay, cool. Also, I'm, I'm not doing my bad Morgan Freeman this time. Darn it. <laughs> well, just fine-tune it a little bit and bring it back for the next episode. Fair enough. Um. Well, William Somerset Research Corner, uh, I found out that Tom Hanks, Kevin Costner, Richard Gere, John Travolta, Mel Gibson, Dennis Quaid, Kurt Russell, and Michael Keaton were all up for the role of Bill Harding. So they were they were really going in for somebody big time, huh? Yeah, they pretty much like almost any A-list star at the time was considered for the for the lead in this. And then uh, Laura Dern, Nicole Kidman, Renee Russo, and Meg Ryan also thought of for uh, the role of Joe. Um, I mean, like you said, the, the, the premise sold the movie more than the actors. So I really could see, honestly, any of those people you said filling in. Being the big Kurt Russell fan that I am, I could totally see him doing this. And uh, I'd also buy Dennis Quaid. But outside of uh, those two, like I can't really see any. I sure as hell can't see uh, Travolta doing this. Oh, my God, I think we're going in. We're going to chase tornadoes. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, that's good. That's good. Keep that. Um, Also found out that uh, Garth Brooks was offered a role in this, but declined due to not wanting to be overshadowed by tornadoes, according to a lawsuit brought on by his former production partner. (laughs) Wow. That's legitimately the most bizarre fact that I think we've had on here. Well, I when I was researching this too, uh, he also like I guess his production partner sued him for basically like uh, him not taking on stuff that can make them more money. Uh, he also turned down the uh, a role in Saving Private Ryan because he wanted to be uh, John Miller, who was played by Tom Hanks in that movie. Uh, yeah, no hard pass. So yeah, I mean, I don't care. How big the how the or the what's that song the thunder rolls? You're yeah. not Forrest Gump, sorry, dude. I'm actually surprised he didn't try to go for a uh, like to get him on a the soundtrack. But they got Van Halen, which that turned out to be much better, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie was originally shot for an R rating with more language and a grislier and grislier death scenes, but it got cut to be uh, PG-13. Dude, I wonder if there's like a rated R cut of this somewhere because I totally watched that shit. 
Well, it almost makes me wonder if the scene when uh, what's the the blonde guy's name uh, preacher when he gets his like that uh, that hubcap comes and like slices his head. Like I'm almost wondering if that wasn't shot to be his head getting cut off at one point. I don't know. That's fucking hardcore and awesome. Yeah, um, apparently uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Carrie Elwes were the ones that uh, lost the most. A lot of their scenes were cut because of that. That makes sense because, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman was kind of like a crazy wild party type guy and Carrie Elwes was an asshole. Mm -hmm. In the cut version, we get to see what the suck zone actually was. (laughs) Oh, daddy. (laughs) Uh, That's probably for the porno parody of it, though. (laughs) I think that's actually called the suck zone. Uh, the, is it rule rule thirty four? <laughs> if it exists, it's it's porn. Yeah. Um, movie was moved up to May tenth to avoid direct competition with the first Mission Impossible movie. Good idea. Um, uh, actually, Twister made more in the uh, in North America than Mission Impossible did. You know, I, we Russ, you and I have talked about this, and Adam, I think we talked about this with you too. I the first Mission Impossible is an okay movie. But it's nothing like three through six, the six, the last one. Yeah, Fallout. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nothing like those. Yeah, I I think uh, with like Mission Impossible, I think what hurt the the original one is the fact that it's there's too many like plot twists and it's too like sometimes it's a little too difficult to uh, follow. Whereas Twister is basically straightforward. It's like, okay, I've got this team of storm chasers and they're chasing tornadoes and go. That's it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and there's a love story in there, but nobody gives a shit about that. Like, you know, a quarter of the way through. Now that's not true. I feel bad for Jamie Gertz. Like, she gets shit on in this movie, although yeah. she gets to hang out with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, which that's not a totally bad thing. And he was teaching her about the suck zone. Yeah, and uh, she got the. Did she get the ride in the barn burner? I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Which uh, I was telling Lucas earlier today that. Uh, after I seen this movie, I kind of wanted my own version of the barn burner. Like I was kind yeah. of a stoner during his period. I'm like, man, that's so fucking cool. He had straws that dispersed some kind of drink. I don't know what it was, but I'm sure it was something cool. And he had like he was playing music through loudspeakers in his like old school bus. I was like, fuck, I gotta have this car. Yep. Although he was playing Eric Clapton, kind of lame. Well, he makes that scene that scene awesome because like, like when they show him in there, he's like kind of like start singing a little bit, and then he just makes this sound that, like, a 12-year-old kid would make, like, when he's playing, like, a video game. He just makes that explosion noise. <laughs> he goes, <"Poof."> <laughs> <laughs> It's like, this guy's, like, 30 years old, he's making, like, and he dresses like a 12-year-old kid, too, with the hood over his hat. Yeah, he does. Um, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt suffered a few injuries on the set of this movie. Uh, they uh, had burned retinas from the lighting used for close-ups. Uh, they had to get a tetanus shot for that scene in the ditch when they're driving through that ditch and like, they mm-hmm. can't go any further and they get tetanus oh, yeah. shots for that. Cause I guess apparently that ditch was kind of dirty and, uh, Helen Hunt suffered a concussion during the, uh, the truck driving through the corn sequence. So from what, like that big ass jaw of hers hit the side of the fucking door or something. <laughs> I, it did, didn't go into specifics. Oh, okay. Like, like I said, like, this segment's called William Somerset Research Corner. It doesn't mean I spent like hours on end in a library researching all this stuff. And uh, last fact I've got here for you. Uh, this was the first movie to be released on DVD and the last movie to be released on the now dead HD DVD, which Lucas, you had, didn't you? I did. Actually, I, 
I may have one or two around here somewhere. I had like I had King Kong. I had Four Brothers. Uh, I had a couple other movies. I love that format. I love my little special disc drive that I have with my Xbox 360. Oh yeah, that's right. They did do that, didn't they? Yep. I uh, I bought the HD DVD format um, when they were uh, basically discounting all the players. I bought one for like twenty bucks. The hell of a deal, Adam. Did you have one? I did not have one. I went straight for Blu-ray. Well, for, excuse us. Whoa! I didn't know we had a fucking. I didn't know we had a baller in our midst. My bad. Oh, back up, everybody, Mister Big Shot. Well, usually the uh, format that Disney goes with is the winning format of the decade. So, see, only you I mean, would know that. I would have never guessed that. Your your wife is the, you know, she does love Disney to no end. That's true. Uh, this was actually one of the first DVDs I owned. It wasn't the first, but like I remember early on buying it because uh, when I bought my DVD player, I got this gigantic fucking blue re- or DVD player, and I ended up buying one of them cheap uh, home theater systems in a box after that. And I think I test drove it with Twister. I mean, that's a pretty good idea. It does have really good sound on it. Well, uh, I was re- I didn't put this in my notes, but it was kind of cool to to mention it. Uh, I guess this movie like destroyed a lot of like movie theater subwoofers because of like all the sound effects. Oh, that's cool. That is really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't destroy mine. Mine's like, I'm actually now very proud of that POS home theater system in a box I got. Cause Twister didn't fuck my stuff up. <laughs> yeah. Take that movie theaters. You cheap fucks. I would like to think it's like the scene in uh, back to the future where Michael J. Fox turns everything up and then plays his guitar. That's true. They must have had Doc Brown make all their uh, subwoofers. All right. Uh, now for uh, best scene. Uh, Lucas, have we come up with a name for this category yet? Uh, not that I remember off my head. Okay. Well, until then, uh, we're just going to call this our, our favorite scene in the movie. We'll come up with some cool, catchy title or some real shitty name for it. Take your pick. Um, you guys know the drill. I'll come up with, like, I'll nominate five. If you guys have any you want to add, feel free. Um, I put uh, the opening with uh, Joe and her parents when they go into the uh, the storm cellar. I still can't figure out why. I was talking to Lucas about this today, actually. I don't understand why her dad felt he had to hold that door open. When Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense because they didn't fly out when the door flew off. That's exactly what I said. Like It looked like a strong like summer breeze after he flies out of there. Yeah. Everything stays in that cellar without the door there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like if anybody would have blown away, it would have been the fucking dog, and the dog doesn't even, nothing happens to the dog either. Yeah. Listen, that pissed me off. I was, when they went out to the storm cellar without the dog, I was pissed. Well, see, no, I'm the opposite. That is such a cliche thing to do. Like, oh no, disaster movie. Let's hope the dog's okay. And it's the same thing happens in, uh, let's see, off the top of my head, Godzilla. When Godzilla comes out of the water, the dog starts to run away, and you're like, oh, crap, I hope the dog's okay. Well, they actually go back to that later when uh, Aunt Meg's house gets destroyed. Bill goes back for her dog, and then the house falls down like five minutes later. Not even five minutes later. Cliche, let's save the dog twice in the same movie. (laughs) Hey, listen, I would sacrifice myself to save the dog. I'm just saying. Oh, no, I would, too. I'm just super cliche. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. It is. It's like a, a an old movie trope, like, got to go back and save XYZ pet. 
Um, I also put like the first time they uh, they're all together to chase the the tornado. I I actually like the scene because it just shows you like a little bit of like everybody's personality on the team. Like Bill and Joe were arguing. You had fucking batshit crazy Dusty playing Deep Purple. Then you had uh, the preacher. Like I actually love him because he looks like he's just like like he's fucking turned up to twelve. He's like he was doing doing speed. Like yeah, he's cranked up, man. He's like I got it. Like he's on the juice. And then like the other two folks are like listeners singing Oklahoma. I I kind of like that scene. If I catch that on TV, like I'll I'll stop and watch it from there. Um, I also uh, when everybody's eating at Aunt Meg's house, I kind of like that scene too. (laughs) Then they're like, let's go to her house. No, no, guys, food. 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 Oh damn, we timed that perfectly too. Um, Probably because that's that's the line we say to each other more than anything else at work. Yeah, that's like when lunch is uh, lunchtime. We're like, yeah, we we do that. Um, I have the drive-in movie theater sequence. I think that's really cool. And then uh, the last the last sequence where they're uh, trying to get Dorothy into that F five. I just say I think the to me that scene is almost like. It's almost like a theme park ride, like basically like everything you would expect to see on a roller coaster. You get in that, like where you drive through the house, they're fucking getting chased by a tornado. They're running through a cornfield, just kind of a cool scene. Uh, do you guys got anything you want to add? I think I like all of those scenes. I, I I think you picked off all of the scenes that I like. I like the twin twister scene, the, the water spout. Well, isn't that uh, part of the first... Like when they chase the storms for the first time, doesn't it happen in that early sequence? Uh, yeah, the the first time they're all chasing together, that's when uh, Joe's truck gets thrown yeah. by that tornado. Right, and then they use uh, Bill Paxton's truck after that. Oh yeah, that's right. The the twins are like the second one, right? Yeah, I should know this. And I just watched what... this movie last night. <laughs> well, I as you know, I watched it on some of it on my lunch break at work today. So. Yeah, Lucas, do you have anything you want to add? No, I mean that scene that he was talking about. Because the uh, the infamous line, uh, "I gotta go, we got kales." <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then we get to see flying cows, which is always entertaining. Sorry, Peta, I like to see flying cows in a tornado. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably gonna after we're done with this, I'm probably gonna get on YouTube and see if I can see tornado throws cow. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, it exists, please send it to me. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody has a video. Like that's probably happened. You know, it'd be really cool if they they had that. And then like that fucking dude that always like when there's a hurricane, he's the guy that always has Slayer playing, and he's got that flag, and that wind just beating the shit out of him in the face. Like I would love to see like just those two worlds come together. I, I want to see that guy in the in the foreground, and then a cow flying around in the background. As long as Slayer's playing in that, like I'm all in. Like, give me more of that. I've watched two hours of that as a movie. Well, fuck it, let's write it. <laughs> Done. Slayer guy versus flying cows in a tornado. You know sci-fi would fund that shit. They're fucking dumb. Oh, yeah, like, well, Lucas and I, when we, uh, in the early, the infancy of our podcast before we started on this format, uh, we did a whole episode uh, where we talked about writing a movie for sci-fi where, like, eventually it would come down to Sharknado versus Meth Gators. Because that was a thing a couple of years ago in Tennessee, and uh, yeah, all, all the meth heads were dumping their shit in the water, and the gators were on meth. Yeah, they went fucking crazy. <laughs> that like that doesn't even sound like real life. What like what the fuck world do we live in where gators are on fucking meth? 
America. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Only in America. Um, when, uh, Lucas, you did the uh, We Got Cows impression, that brings us up to our next category. Uh, did we decide on the name for this one? I think we kind of uh, did. Yeah, I think you sent me the name earlier. I think we're going with uh, King Kong and got shit on me. Best quote of the movie. Yes, that, that that's the one. All right. Did I did I give out enough Denzel? Um, well, did you beat your chest as you did it? No, I didn't. I didn't do that. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm holding my my microphone's kind of close to my face tonight, and I was seriously afraid that I was going to knock my microphone over. And then, once again, Adam being on one of our episodes is fucking cursed, and we have to scrap it. That's true. That's true. So I'm just keeping my hands like at bay, like away from the equipment, so so nothing happens. Everything needs to be pristine. Uh, I have for best quote um, I gotta go Julia we got cows I can't do it as good as Lucas no, I gotta go Julia we got cows there thank you <laughs> I think that the one like the one time she fucking had an accent in that movie <laughs> yeah her accent fades in and out quite a bit in that movie it's almost Kevin Costner and Robin Hood bad Ooh. but Kevin Costner after a while just says you know what fuck it I'm just going to be Kevin Costner. <laughs> and um, that, you know what? And that was good enough for all the ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, second quote, um, the suck zone. It's the point basically when the twister sucks you up. That's not the technical term for it, obviously. That was from Dusty. <laughs> yeah, when he's trying to fucking bang Bill's fiance. You know, I don't think he's trying to go after her. I think he's just being dusty and just being fucking weird. That yeah, could be. Um, yeah. Third one, he's going to rue the day he came against the, the extreme, baby. Bill, I'm talking extreme ruage. That's also from Dusty. I think I just botched the <laughs> how he delivers that. Eh, you know what? The only Dusty can deliver that line the right yeah, way. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, God rest his soul. Um, I also have food. Food. We crave sustenance. I have that one. And then uh, the last one is I think we're going in when he drives through the, the house. Uh, you guys got anything you want to add to those? or? I mean, I'm trying to – like those are pretty much the – best lines i'm trying to think of anything else from that movie that i would want to throw in there well it's not really a, a line but i kind of I, I laugh every time i hear it it's just what we were talking about earlier when he's listening to uh the eric clapton song and he just goes it was like i forget the name of the song but he goes mistreat you girl and he goes and he just walks out of the, the trailer i just fucking love yeah. that i i do like the uh i do like the line um She's gonna show her ugly face right at the top of that hill. Oh, that I don't know. I always laugh when I when I hear that line. <laughs> that is a good one. Oh, are you talking about when the the fucking hail where it's just ice shavings from a fucking refrigerator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, go ahead. I like Marcus. the I do like the line. Like I saw this um, when when I was watching it earlier. Uh, shit, I just drew a blank on the character's name. Uh, the therapist. Melissa, uh, fiance, Melissa, she's on the phone talking to a guy, to a guy right before uh, Joe's truck falls in front of her, and she says, "She didn't marry you for your penis." And then it cuts away for a second, and she goes, "She didn't marry you just for your penis." <laughs> oh, like one of the times where she doesn't have the accent. Yeah, 
Um, All of a sudden, she's not a Southern Belle. Nope. <laughs> she's straight hood. Um, so, or do we? Uh, we decide. Uh, we're going with the the food. Well, I think that's our favorite line. That that's yeah, that's our favorite line. That's the one we use the most. Yeah. I don't know though, man. Like Lucas's uh, Jamie Gertz impression is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I, I do like the got cows. We got cows. All right, fuck it. We're going with that one. That's the best line in the movie. That's it. Um, we got a, a new category here on the show. I don't know if we're going to keep this one, but uh, I think it's appropriate for uh, this particular uh, movie. Uh, the uh, I once knew a girl on Gordon Street best bit player award. Uh, I have uh, three guys down. I'm sure I'm. There's a lot of like small roles in here, like or small performances, like from people that you've seen in a ton of shit. Um, but uh, my nominees are uh, Zach Grinier. He was uh, Jonas's driver. He was. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I remember him. I was telling Lucas uh, he was in Problem Child too. He was uh, Charlene Tilton's husband. He's the one that interrupts John Ritter's date at the restaurant and he has like the saggiest tidy whiteies I've ever seen on anybody ever. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I always see him in that. Um, I also nominated Scott Thompson. He plays preacher only for that scene where he's driving a car and he just looks like he's like got a raging boner to chase a storm. And then of course, well, that, that's where he like grabs the steering wheel and like shaking it and his fucking veins popping out. Yeah. It? And he's laughing like hysterically to himself. Yeah, I kind of dig that dude because he's also at Aunt Meg's house. It's just fucking so pissed off at Jonah Jonas at the on TV. And yeah. then uh, I also nominated Philip Seymour Hoffman as Dusty. I mean, I think we kind of know who's already going to win this. But uh, do you guys have anyone you want to nominate? Actually, uh, Dusty was mine. Uh, I think that he is the best bit actor just because uh, of like everything that he contributed to the movie. It, uh, everything that he says is a quotable line. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. I, I, yeah, I can't add any more than that. I mean, he was the, in this movie. He's obviously the clear winner. Yeah, I didn't think this was going to be a close race. Like, I kind of wanted to put Alan Ruck in here too. Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, actually, one of the members of uh, Joe and Bill's crew, the guy with the beard. Uh, his name's Todd Field. He's like directed a couple Oscar-nominated movies. Um, uh, what was he directed? Uh, nothing you've seen. Like the only one I can think of off, right off the top of my head is, uh, in the bedroom It had Tom Wilkinson in it. It was from a few. Yeah, I never, never heard of it. Yeah. I know it's not your wheelhouse, Lucas. Um, well, I mean, honestly, it's amazing that I'm doing a movie podcast considering I didn't really even start watching movies very seriously until like, I don't know, 10 years ago. Well, I, I guess this is kind of a, a science experiment then. Like I'm trying to turn you into a, a movie buff, like Adam and I, not a movie snob. But a movie yes. buff. <laughs> uh, last category is uh, who owns this movie. Uh, we say who owns this movie is like who is like when you look back at this, who is like who or what is like the thing you enjoy the most about this film. So uh, before I give my nominee, uh, I'm going to go around to you guys. Uh, who do you think owns this movie, Lucas? Um, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Why do you think Bill Paxton? Well, because I mean, he's the the centerpiece of the whole movie. He uh, he actually, you know, seems like he knows the science of tornadoes somewhat, even though every fucking tornado doesn't have a damn wall cloud or or 
anything that would closely resemble anything that a tornado would come out of. Sorry, science rant over. But, uh, you know, it's the love story centers around him with both the women in the movie. Um, Dorothy is his brainchild. So, I mean, and he's just fantastic in the movie anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of nice to see him get a starring role for a change. He's always been like that, uh, I don't know, like the the secondary player. Like he was, God, like he was, uh, I seen a stat the other day where he's the only actor to ever be killed by the Terminator, uh, a Predator, and an alien, or one of the Xenomorphs from Aliens. The only actor for, uh, to ever have that happen to him. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, breaks his face in True Lies, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I forgot he was in... I love his fucking character in that, that greaseball fucking car salesman. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to do True Lies, but that movie has not aged well at all. <laughs> what does he say about... He says ass like a 10 year old boy or something yeah (laughs) what the fuck does that mean that's horrifyingly gross yeah um but yeah like it was nice to see him like like he's always been one of those guys that shines in a secondary role it's nice to see him get like a starring role and like really knock it out of the park he's not my nominee for this but like that's actually a really good answer uh adam uh who would you nominate that's actually my answer is bill paxton really uh yeah, uh, I agree with literally everything Lucas said. Uh, he, while he uh, doesn't get the science right most of the time, he can, like, you know, predict where a tornado is going to be by pouring dirt onto the ground. Uh, Wait a minute, you he, guys can't do that? <laughs> I'm, Shit, I can. Oh, I know you the, can, Lucas. That's one <laughs> of the, the things of the movie that people get mad at. It's like, if he can predict where the tornado is going to be by pouring dirt on the ground. What are they doing with Dorothy in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, he, uh, he makes the movie, uh, go forward. Uh, like the, the pacing is, is really good regardless of everybody else, but he, uh, he drives the plot forward and he is the centerpiece of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, he is the personality of the movie too. I think that uh, kind of uh, these corporate goons versus our uh, ragtag group of uh, storm chasers kind of vibe, and he's the centerpiece of that. That's a good answer. That was a good point. Yeah. Um, I actually I nominated uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. As you should. I mean, the guy's a fucking genius in this movie. Uh, I mean, for me, he just like every scene he's in, he steals it. I mean, like he's like the one point like. Like just about every well felt like the nominees for uh, best quote of the movie, like just about every one is something that he says. Uh, he's involved in like pretty much all the best scenes except for like the opening. And uh, something I kind of noticed when I watched it last night, uh, if you notice that uh, Jack Black, his whole like movie shtick seems to be based off the Dusty character from Twister. <laughs> well, now I do. <laughs> Yeah, dude, seriously, like, he pointed that out, and now I can't fucking unsee that. Well, I mean, like, for me, it was uh, when he does the, like, kind of like the monkey dance where he's just kind of flailing his arms back and forth, and he's got his legs bowed out. Like, I could totally see Jack Black doing that. And, like, just everything he does, like, just screams Jack Black. It's almost like Jack Black just, like, struggled. And he's like, you know what? That dusty guy's on the south. I'm just going to fucking, that's how I'm going to be. Or Philip Seymour Hoffman stole it from Jack Black. I don't know, but but that's my Either nominee. Way, I'm glad they did it. 
yeah, he he gave the world Jack Black, and Jack Black's been awesome. So you heard it here first, folks. He gave the world Jack Black. Yep, <laughs> that's my idea. Quote like you quote me on it. Put it on social media. I don't care. Um, well, do you, uh, either one of you guys have anything you want to add before we wrap this bad boy up? Um, yeah, whoever the fifty-eight percent that you know didn't like this movie, fuck you. You're stupid. You're about it. Wrong. <laughs> well, I think fifty-eight percent of the people. people. Well, I think the fifty-eight percent of the people are like like the movie. It's the fact that there's forty-two uh, percent of people that don't like it. So the forty-two percent of the people you should say fuck you to. Yes. Yes. I, see, math ain't my thing. I don't fucking know. Like, I, you know what? I praise all the parents in this lockdown that have to help their kids with math because that sure as shit ain't me. Well, Lucas, as a parent that does math, uh, I appreciate that. I really do. Well, I, I appreciate you helping shape our future. Well, let's not jump that far ahead yet. <laughs> uh, Adam, do you have anything you want to add before uh, we wrap this up? Uh, as fun as this movie is, um, don't go face tornadoes yourself. Be safe. Don't be dumb. <laughs> That's true. I, I actually, I, I, I wanted to do this for a little while after I seen this movie. I just thought this would be the coolest job ever. But then, like, as I got a little older, I'm like, I don't think you can really make shit doing this. I don't know if I want to do this now. Yeah, no, I, from what I hear, it pays poorly and it's very dangerous. So, yeah. I, well, I wanted to chase tornadoes because they scare me to death and I, you know, I want to help understand them better. But then the, the El Reno tornado happened and it killed some storm chasers because it did a 90 degree turn. First time I've ever recorded a tornado doing a 90 degree turn and it was an EF five and it killed some people. So I'm like, you know what? If it can just turn on a fucking dime like that, I'm going to stay out of it. Also, like, uh, I, I'm not a science or a storm weather nerd. So the uh, they, that scale that they grade those on, that's legit? Yeah. Uh, okay, I see. I didn't know. Well, well, see, like, in the movie, though, they're looking at it, and they're and Adam pointed this out to me. He's like, they can't just look at it and be like, that's a F4 or F5, which is true. But if you have a big-ass tornado, you can kind of just guess. Yeah, but it's based on damage, and they're – sitting there going oh that's a that's four tornado like how do you know it didn't damage anything yet it's coming out of the sky right now <laughs> well i think the wind is saying like what it is like you hear that wind that that the whistling of the wind it goes f3 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 <laughs> i actually that, think i think the wind whispers mary <laughs> uh, it's that bill paxton dirt dumping uh, magic that's happening and bill paxton can tell yeah that's what it is <laughs> they just like before he passed away uh they just ask him, like, Bill, what is this? Oh, F4. Thanks, man. They go He's to, like, the news and, like, oh, yeah, Bill Paxton calls this an F4. Well, it's automatically an EF5 if it's flinging sharks, too. Yeah. I think that's an F6. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yep. <laughs> Which I think that's actually a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, you heard it here first again, F6 tornado. <laughs> <laughs> We're just that's... sciencing the shit out of this thing tonight. <laughs> Um, I, I know for me, like watching this, like I just really miss Bill Paxton and Philip Seymour Hoffman in movies. Yeah. It's really unfortunate that they're gone. Yeah. Like I was just like watching this and like, like we're never going to get like another like iconic or like a master piece 
acting performance from Philip Seymour Hoffman. We're never going to get to see Bill Paxton. Like Bill Paxton would have ended up in one of the uh, the Marvel movies for sure, and like he's never going to get that opportunity now. Yeah, and you know he was he was a fun actor. Oh yeah. Like plus, uh, was was he in the? um, He was in that show uh, Big Love on HBO, wasn't he? Yeah. Actually, when he passed away, he uh, was the. uh, They did a TV show uh, based on Training Day. He played the Denzel Washington esque character in that. Oh really? Mm Hmm. Yeah. So I guess it's appropriate we brought out the King Kong and got shit on me. Movie or best <laughs> quote of the movie, dude. Listen, we've made it. We're doing fucking tie-ins on our podcast now. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, before we wrap this up, Adam, uh, I hope you weren't too embarrassed to be on here tonight. Uh, will we uh, maybe see you or hear from you again at some point? Of course. I hope I'm on uh, many more podcasts to come. I had a great time. Good. Uh, next time, I promise uh, we'll have you talk a little more. I feel. I feel like Lucas and I kind of overpowered this a little bit. Oh, that's okay. I mean, I I think I uh, everything that I contributed is uh, of of worth. So, well, you make us yeah. sound good every time we you, we put an episode out. So, well, this is like the first episode in like I don't know uh, ten episodes that I haven't been stoned. So, you know, <laughs> my answers are on time and coherent. Yeah, it's actually like you you weren't stoned and you weren't near death. Yes. So. No COVID, no weed equals good, Lucas. Yeah. Fuck, like, hell, like, that's a mic drop right there. We got to go out on top. <laughs> All right, uh, Lucas, did uh, we decide what we're going to do for our next episode? Uh, yes, but the weed has fucked up my memory, so I don't remember. All right. Uh, well, this will blood, be. Is it Bloodsport? Yeah. Uh, Bloodsport's going to be next. Uh, can't wait for that one. Uh, Adam, you a Bloodsport guy? Oh, yeah. Love Bloodsport. I fuck. I actually did not know that you love that movie. I mean, it's a really good movie. It's super cheesy, but I mean, that's uh, that's one of the better points of it. Well, maybe we'll just have you come back on next week uh, for the Lucas hosted version of uh, the Couch Potato Podcast. No, Jesus, fighting. That sounds awful. No, I don't think it it will be awful at all. Because like, well, I appreciate the encouragement, but. Let's, uh, we, you know, we got something special going on with this podcast. Let's not fuck it up by making me the host. Uh, I think, uh, we need to start a new hashtag, hashtag, uh, Lucas hosts. Um, so go out and hashtag that on all your social media and get Lucas to host. I think I'm going to put up, uh, we're recording this on a Friday night. I think I'm going to put up, uh, our socials, uh, a poll question. Like, should Lucas host the next episode? Oh, Jesus. I think <laughs> everybody vote now. I, I got a feeling it's it's gonna come out like you're gonna host it next time. Well, it's uh it's everybody's ears. It's it's, it's their fault then. I don't know, like you know, if you you host the next episode, maybe I'll just fucking let loose and just be like some fucking unhinged like animal that gives all these hot takes. <laughs> Is that what I do? Am I an unhinged animal that gives hot takes? Yeah, that's exactly what you are. That's why you're on no. here. You're the Philip Moore Hoffman of the group, and you get to tell us what the suck zone is. Yeah. <laughs> all right guys well uh that's gonna be a wrap for this episode uh check us out on uh social media we're on facebook at couch potato podcast we're on instagram at uh couch potato podcast just uh underscore each word uh you can email us at the couch potato podcast at gmail.com uh be sure we're not talking to you fucking viagra stop it yeah 
it seems to be all the emails. It's either uh, Viagra ads or we get uh, somebody wanting to sell us uh, a service where they want to promote our podcast for like obscene amounts of money. No, thank you. Lucas will take the Viagra though. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, if you guys listen to us on uh, Apple, be sure to leave us a, a review if you like what we're doing. Uh, reviews really help us out. So be sure to leave us a review if you like what we're doing. So uh, until next time, Adam, thanks for uh, joining us this time. Uh, this one should get out on next Friday. So you're finally going to be out there on the internet. We're setting you free. That's exciting. Yeah. In a non-porn capacity. Right, yeah. Who would have thought that you would have made it to uh, the internet in a non-porno capacity? I'm kind of glad that it's in a non-porno capacity because I feel like I would, uh, I would break the internet in a bad way if it was in a porno capacity. Well, as your friend, I'm glad you're not either. All right, guys. Well, until next time, we will talk at you later. Bye, everybody.